This is AutoLine Daily, the show for those of you who love the automotive industry. There's a lot of doom and gloom out there in the automotive industry right now, but Tesla sure has a lot of good news going for it. Goldman Sachs put out a buy rating on Tesla stock, which closed at $709 a share yesterday. Goldman says that's because of Tesla's lead in electric vehicles, a sector which it sees as enjoying long-term growth. Goldman set a price target of $864, or 48% higher than yesterday's close. It expects Tesla to achieve 20% compounded annual growth over the next five years. Tesla stock is up 96% since mid-March, but it's still off its high of $917 from mid-February. And Tesla's sales in China are coming in strong. While Tesla only reports global sales on a quarterly basis, the China Passenger Car Association says Tesla sold 10,160 cars in China in March, which puts the company close to its annual target to sell 150,000 cars in China from its plant in Shanghai. Tesla accounted for nearly one out of three EVs sold in China last month, which is an amazing accomplishment. Meanwhile, back in the States, the city of Joplin, Missouri, laid out a billion-dollar package to entice Tesla. It wants Tesla's assembly plant to make the Cybertruck. A month ago, Elon Musk said they were scouting for sites to make the truck and that it would definitely be in the eastern half of the U.S. The city's Chamber of Commerce tweeted out the proposal to Elon Musk, but so far it looks like he hasn't responded. And no doubt this tweet will trigger a flurry of other offers from other cities and states. And Reuters reports that Zooks, the autonomous vehicle startup in California, settled a lawsuit with Tesla. Zooks admitted that four employees it hired away from Tesla took a bunch of documents when they left. Tesla accused the employees of stealing proprietary information for developing warehousing, logistics, and inventory control operations. Zooks has to pay Tesla an undisclosed amount of money and subject itself to an audit to make sure that none of Tesla's trade secrets are still being used. In the U.S., we've gone from having an acute shortage of medical equipment to fight the coronavirus to being on the verge of having a mountain of surplus material. GM started mass-producing ventilators at its plant in Kokomo, Indiana. It's partnering with Ventec to make them, and in less than a month, they secured the necessary parts and components and came up with a new manufacturing process to build them. They got nearly $490 million from the U.S. government to build 30,000 ventilators by the end of August, but GM says it's got the capacity to build more if they're needed. And GM also announced it's making lots of masks in Mexico. It'll produce 1.5 million masks a month at its plant in Toluca by the end of this month, and it's aiming to make 9 million masks over the next six months. The masks are for GM employees in Mexico, and some will be donated to hospitals. GM is also producing 1.5 million masks a month at its plant in Warren, Michigan. In aerodynamics, low drag equals high speed, while high downforce equals good cornering speed. But low drag and high downforce conflict with each other. 
So Porsche improved its active aerodynamic system on the new 911 Turbo S to try and get the best of both worlds. It has three active elements, cooling air flaps in the front, which are all new, as well as a variable front spoiler lip and an extending and tilting rear wing, both of which have been improved. The cooling flaps at the front corners are always adjusting and are controlled by an intelligent energy management system that balances cooling requirements with the electric power required to operate the radiator fan and the aerodynamic benefit of the cooling air flaps. The front spoiler has more surface area than previously and has three segments that can extend and retract depending on the situation. The rear wing is not only lighter, it's also larger and has additional positions that it can move to. One of those is what they call the wet position. In this mode, all active control systems are set to maximum driving stability, and if the driver slams on the brakes at high speed, the front and rear spoiler will move to their maximum downforce setting for aerodynamic braking. Overall, the new active aerodynamic system in the 911 Turbo S increases downforce by 15%, and the system is even sensitive enough to adjust when the sliding roof or convertible top is open. The 911 was the first Porsche to use active aerodynamics in 2014, and now all of its models use it. Here's something for racing and history buffs to do while trying to pass the time in quarantine. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway opened up its archives to fans, which dates back 111 years. Every Tuesday for the next 13 weeks, the IMS will release a new decade in chronological order. The information will take fans through the track's history by highlighting some of the biggest moments, like how it was originally a five-mile road course and oval hybrid track. There's pictures, video, and written accounts to go through, and one of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway historians will share his vast knowledge on some of the subjects. This week is all about the track start in 1909. Do you remember Cadillac's Blackwing engine? It's a 4.2-liter twin-turbo V8 that cranks out 550 horsepower and has only been used in the CT6V. But as we know, there's not going to be another generation of the CT6, and while we're not likely to see the engine ever again, the Blackwing name will live on. Cadillac just announced the ultra-performance versions of the CT4V and CT5V, and they're going to carry the Blackwing badge, where the name Blackwing sits below the standard V-Series logo. These models will feature specially tuned chassis, vehicle control technologies, engines, and offer a manual transmission. And speaking of Cadillac, be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow, which goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to take a deep dive into Cadillac's CT4V and CT5V and the Blackwing program with Brandon Vivian, who is Cadillac's executive chief engineer. Chris Pockert from Roadshow by CNET will also be on the show, so join Gary Vasilash and me for some of the best gearhead insights in the business. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. In 2017, General Motors revived its defense division. It was first created in the 1950s, but the automaker sold it off to General Dynamics in 2003. A few years ago, GM saw an opportunity to use the technology it was developing for its passenger cars 
to help the U.S. military. On AutoLine this week, Mark Dickens, the chief engineer of GM Defense, talked about the projects that they're working on. We've had a really uh, a great opportunity as we kind of balance between, uh, you know, kind of, I have a, personally have a foot in both uh, the commercial aspect as well as the defense aspect. And there's been a recent opportunity here to um, apply all of this to an infantry squad vehicle, which is a, uh, a cool opportunity to take a ZR2 Colorado that we took and we developed it off-road, uh, rock climbing, you know, overlanding, and then we took it and we applied a bunch of uh, racing components to it. We raced it in the desert, we commercialized those products, and now we took the body off that race truck and we put a nine-passenger military body on it. So we've been down-selected as, uh, as a prototype uh, vendor for that, and we're competing in, in, with that into the, uh, the contracts that we have for, uh, going forward. But I tell you what we're seeing is that commercial aspect, that we can take commercial off-the-shelf parts. That vehicle, 70% commercial off-the-shelf parts. So we're able to take things like that and apply them into the military space. And, of course, you can watch that entire episode right now at our website, Autoline.tv, or on our YouTube channel. And before we go, here's something fun that you can try working on. Porsche introduced a new series called Hashtag Get Creative with Porsche, and in the latest installment, its head of design, Michael Bauer, gives a tutorial on how to sketch the 911 from scratch. He first recommends to start with the wheels to help define the wheelbase and proportions, the next step is to draw the line between the wheels, and then you can start to build up the outline. He then adds in the daylight opening, or DOO, which is the side glass area, followed by the front headlamp, and more detail at the rear end. And from there, you start adding in more detail. Once that's complete, it's time to add shadow and contrast, and if you want, you can add color. Just click the link in today's transcript or the description box below to get the full instructions on how to sketch the 911. And with that, we wrap up today's show. I know everybody's having a lot of problems with all this coronavirus going on, but try to have a great day.